This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the Woman's Had a Dream podcast. As ever, I am joined by the one and only Danny Baker. Uh, Tonight, we are going to be going over the uh, exciting games that we had against Carlisle and Northampton. So that should take a little while. Then we'll be discussing why have the goals dried up? Uh, Is it a case of uh, we lost Ayo Basal? Is it formations, tactics and the players that have been picked? Why have the goals one goal in six games? Pretty poor. So we'll be discussing that. And then we'll move on and we'll discuss Plough Lane, the Plough Lane atmosphere. We're hearing mixed reports that sometimes it's pretty bad, sometimes it's really good. How can we improve the atmosphere at Plough Lane and make it more of a fortress? Uh, Plough Lane is brilliant, the the food and everything like we've said before, but the atmosphere can be a little bit stale sometimes. But Or is that just a home game? You go to a lot of home games, like a lot of away games and the home the home team ain't exactly uh loud so but what we can do and then we'll preview the big game against Hartlepool on Saturday but let me welcome our guest as ever Danny Baker how are we we good I'm marvelous I'm decided I'm gonna I'm gonna grow my beard until we score an open play quite well you'll be getting shaved on Sunday then oh well let's hope so but um I was good I was yeah I've, I've been I'm gonna go straight into it actually this week if that's all right Refereeing. I saw something that was messaged about refereeing, about something or other, and about some people being whatever. I I, I literally just saw the word refereeing. I thought we're talking about it today. What's going Lee? Talk to me. What's going on? Are people being difficult about refereeing? Are they moaning about us as fans moaning? Is it players being moaning about refereeing? What's the gig? I think in the Premier League or in the top flight at the moment where you're using VAR, 
Yeah. Uh, and it's not really VAR that's causing the issues. It's actually the people doing it that are causing the issues. Like, I think I didn't really, I don't watch much Premier League football stuff, but you see Arsenal versus uh, Brentford, when the Brentford goal was disallowed. Oh, that's right. Because the they, guy did, they didn't yeah. draw the lines, which is just human error. But it is, you know what I mean? If you did that in any other form of job, you'd be out of a job. Uh, I think officiating air level is absolutely uh, shocking, to be fair, uh, with regards to. Uh, yeah, official. I mean, it's no surprise, is it? I mean, literally, when you think about how much money is in officiating and how, I mean, I've there are loads of extenuating factors on the fact of a the amount, a lot of them are part time, in terms of the the lack of clarity on some of the rules. But I, I have been quite surprised at just how, just how poor it is. And when referees really get it wrong, I do wonder whether there is level of compensation that goes to the teams you know when you talk about red cards and you talk about um penalties that were given etc whether there is any retrospective action that as always we're refereeing I, I, I still don't quite understand why they're not mic'd up on the telly that's part one they do it in every other sport i don't i'm still struggling to understand why they don't mic him up and if they're worried about the language then great that'll be part of the problem and also the fact the lack of the fact that they can make decisions and and there's no kind of public conversation like you can't no one has a conversation about it i just find it a bit a bit weird yeah i think i just found are you talking about where it says shout out to Anne marie godfrey on radio 5 this morning discussing abuse of referees i saw that that might be what it was, was i saw you saying some there was a comment that we came need to from you it's horrendous also cannot agree i just think but is that is that is that from us as fans to referees or is that Players at referees. I think What's that's more the... of a. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm hoping that's more of a youth team, uh, young like 14, 15 year olds refereeing on a Sunday league, getting abused by grown men and parents on the side, because that should never be the case. But I think official refereeing should be able to come under criticism because, like professional yeah. footballers, I kind of get the abuse stuff where you're, you know, what I mean, you're hounding them and stuff. But I don't think officials get that bad of a rap. But I just think officiating in this country is probably as low as it's ever been. It's as poor as it's ever been across all levels. Lucky enough, we don't have VAR, but I don't know. You probably didn't watch it, Dan. Did you see uh, Rangers played uh, in the Scottish Cup? I heard, I heard there was a, a And a there was a handball, right? And the geezer does it. He's not even looking at the ball. The ball goes behind him. He goes up for header. It goes, misses him. The geezer's head is it back. He's not even looking at the ball and it hits his hand. And then he clears it. How is that a handball? Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not. I always thought handball was ball to hand. You're deliberately motioning your hand towards the ball. Do you know what I mean? To deliberately touch it away. Yeah. And now you can get in a penalty area and just smash the ball at someone's hand and you're going to get a penalty. Do you know what I mean? And also like the Cholak one the other day for West Ham, he saves that ball. Do you know what I mean? He tips. That's a save. So that is handball. That like He has deliberately handled the ball but yeah that wasn't given it's just I, I think it's mad but yeah I just I'm not one of these people who like to tell other people how to act and all that that's what we're becoming in a uh, society at the moment we're yeah. telling people what you, what you can say what you can't say do you know what I mean and that's why I put that do you feel do you feel though that do our referee do you feel like with the, with the and again I'm with you on it completely but do you there just seems to be such a massive shift in culture of the football fan around the chanting, around the match day experience, around the refereeing. Do you feel that referees need a bit of protection both on the pitch from players and off the pitch from fans? No, I just think they need to be a bit more... Do you think how much money is in football? 
Yeah. And I think I think I heard on the radio of day it was only two million pounds is put into officiating from wow. the FA, which is not a lot of money if you look at what's spent on Erling Haaland and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Jack Grealish went for hundred million. So teams are spending five hundred million in one window and we're putting two million in officiating, which I think you pay the referees more. I think they need to look at VAR and look at maybe bringing in footballers who have played the game. But then yep. again, unfortunately, I, I think VAR, I think the goal line technology, if it's a goal or not, yeah, that's, that works yeah, well. And everyone loves that. And offsides. Because you draw the lines, it's simple, offside, onside. And then you have a, you have you 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 clearly state what is offside. If it is it his shoulder, is it his foot, do you know what I mean? And that's where you draw the line, bang. And you stay offside. there and that's it. I think that's it. I think that's all you need. I don't think you need everything else. I think the referees have got lazy with regards to VAR that they think, right, I don't have to make a decision now because the VAR yeah. will like They yeah. do that with cricket. A lot of the time with cricket, they're like, oh, do you know what? They'll look at the review, whether you follow or not. But when there's like a test match, you, you get review. And what a lot of umpires are doing are basically working out and going, right, if you've got no reviews, then I'll give it. And if you've got loads of reviews, then I won't because then you'll, you'll use them. Because it's basically like, if they're not sure, they're like, no, I'm not I'm, I'm not giving it out because of the of the match situation. But do you feel like on the pitch, they, they need protecting the refs? Because some of it is ridiculous, isn't it? The hounding. But isn't it just an easy way of just dishing it out? It should be the fact that because we've just been fine recently, haven't we, for not controlling our players against that? That was part of the. But do we do we do they say that only the captain can speak to the ref then? So if anyone, you know what I mean, if there's a foul given, then it's up to the captain to say, "Ref, what's that for?" Do you know what I mean? And you know what I mean, the Harry Pearls and things like that stay away from speaking to the ref. But then you take out that kind of side of you know, like back in the day when. When John Fashioner used to find out all information about referees, where where they were from, where their kids went to school, do you know what I mean? That's how mad it was back in the day. John yeah. Fashioner would find, and then he'd go up to him and go, "Oh, how is little Johnny doing at history at the moment? I heard he's doing well." And then the ref go, "What? Oh yeah, he's doing well, thanks." And then do you know what I mean? First tackle, boom, John, don't do that again. You know what I mean? Because they're friendly now. Do you know what I mean? And not. Do you I, know just, what I, mean? I don't. I don't because they're human beings at the end of the day. Yeah, officials. but I just but... I just don't get now in 2023 why there is still that why. For me, the biggest problem I have with a lot of it is just the consistency of the petty stuff. So, for instance, on Saturday, one guy clearly, I don't know if you saw it, Christian Dennis got the ball and literally just threw it into the crowd. Yeah. Like, literally pick it up and just launched it. And then there was another time when he was like, don't roll it, don't roll it, and, the, and they do it. I just, I don't understand uh, why it's just a zero tolerance on it. Just go, no, I'm sorry, if you roll the ball more than five yards away, I'm giving it, or if I'm uh, if it's not your ball, don't touch it. If you touch it, it's a yellow, and you yeah. just jump on them from a height. I just don't understand. It, uh, for me, it's, it's for re- it's for refs just to control. It's not 100. percent And do you know what I mean? Like if if someone, uh, what drives me mad at the moment with football, and I find it really boring football at the moment, especially watching Wimbledon. It ain't exactly great the last six games. I know we're getting results and stuff, but it's not great to watch. Is all the time wasting and stuff like that? We're not there. To, I'm there to watch a free three, a free one, free two. Do you know what I mean? I don't care if Bolton's or whoever we're playing score three goals as long as we try and score four. Do you know what I mean? I'm not there to go for a nil-nil draw and watch teams like this shit-assery that Wimbledon are doing at the moment. I'm all for shit-assery in the right frame of mind, the right context. But it seems like now we're taking it on board that we're some kind of shit-ass club that we have to do it all the time. And it's, it's actually getting tedious to watch at the moment. It was all right at first, but... Do you know what I mean? Now it's, it's really like every game and it's like we're falling over all over the place. We're time wasting. As you said, that geezer 
throws it in the crowd. You see it all the time. I mean, like there was a, I see uh, a video, I think my boy sent me on TikTok the other day about throw-ins in the uh, football nowadays. Is that, say it's on the halfway line, he just keeps running up the touchline until ref says stop. And he goes, oh yeah, sorry. And then he'll just run up again. And by the time he gets to the edge of the box, he's uh, taking a throw-in. Yeah, I think it's for the officiates. And it's that kind of like things in football now are just mad, don't they though, Dan? It's like when footballers talk to each other and they have to they cover their that. mouths. Because everything gets taken out of context. Because they could be having a full-on conversation and he'll go, don't be a prick, like, as mates. Mm-hmm. And then Granite Zaka calls uh, Holland a prick. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, well, I did. I was talking to me, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, football's just, a, it's men- the world's a mental place, though, isn't it? So It is properly mental. But it was just, yeah, I was just curious as to where where your head was at. More, more, money, just... more money needs to be put into the game. Ex-footballers need to come out and there's not many. I mean, like even, at, I mean to be honest with you, even at grassroots level, genuinely speaking, I, 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 did, I used to run a Sunday team for probably 10 or 15 years and it ended up stopping mainly just because the refs were terrible. Like, literally, people were just getting to the point where it's like, this is my one bit of football I play on the weekend. Some guy turns up who's got no idea what he's doing, either can't take a joke or just can't do it properly, can't organise himself. And it's just like, this, I, I, and, and when you're paying for something, that's the, if it was just a volunteer, then you just shut up and get on with it. Yeah. I think that's the thing with Sunday League football for me. I did a bit of coaching in Sunday kids football and stuff, and some of the officiating, some of the kids that were doing it, they were there just to earn 30 quid a game which is quite a lot. You think they do three games a week Saturday, they've earned 90 quid, Mm -hmm. all tax-free. And they just didn't have any clue. They didn't have any, they didn't really want to be there. They were there for the money. So they just stand on the halfway line and you think, just be strong. If you're going to make a decision, make a decision. And home refs and stuff like that used to wind me up. You know what I mean? Like the coaches used to find them and they'd be there and the decisions were all full. Or you get, yeah, as you said, people that just can't take a ref, can't take a joke. Do you know what I mean? And it's I mean, like, the, you've got to be kids, human I mean, as well. With the kids stuff, that's, like I said, I'm, there's, as far as I'm concerned, if you're, if you're refereeing a kids game, then that's fine. You just, everyone needs to just follow the guidance of what's going on. But when we were doing Sunday league stuff, it was, it just got to the point when it was horrendous. We were literally like, this is becoming a joke. Like the amount of times where the ref was late or the ref would do loads of weird stuff. We had, we had a ref who deliberately was like, right, I've got to go in 45 minutes. And he was looking for ways to call the game off. And we were like, this is, and it, it was just, yeah. But okay. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. So let's talk about the two exciting games we just had. Uh, 0-0 against Carlisle at home. Yeah. 0-0 uh, against Northampton away. The, 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 I'll, I'll start with North, the Northampton one because Carlisle was a little bit more exciting. Uh, we didn't have a shot second half against Northampton. Shot on target, at least. And I think the only one we did have we had two shots to target. One of them was a deflection that the geezer hit off. Uh, that was it, Jack, yeah. Jack Curry. Jack Curry. So, but yeah, uh, not exciting really. And and to be fair though, this league is pants, isn't it? It it's really. Rubbish. The one thing me and my dad watched it last night, and we were like, "This league is terrible. It's a really, really. You don't particularly this year. I don't think you've got to be particularly good. And I can't see any of the teams who are going up staying up. Yeah, the best team I've seen so far. And so one of my mates agreed with this the other day. Son, the two, yeah, two, two, right. time, two times they've played us, they've been brilliant against us. I've seen Orient twice and not been blown away. Uh, Carlisle, they beat us up there but weren't great. They, they were horrendous on Saturday considering they were third. They and were they, poor, yeah. Their form was pretty... I think they lost. They were 3-0 down at one point yesterday and then I kind of started going to sleep. Uh, 
I made the missus watch it with me as well, so she was loving that on Valentine's. Oh, you are romantic. Oh, yeah. And then... just, it, I think it's a weird one with the, with us, though, because obviously we, we we basically bought loads of players in the summer who were who were trying were bought to play football, but to get the ball down to intricate passing, little in in play, and we've worked out quite quickly that we can't the the way that our defenders play they can't do that. So the reality is that the defenders are then hitting it long. And we're just we've lost, we lose the whole play. And poor Davison, who just runs and runs and runs and runs. But I don't. Oh, I'm being honest. When was the last time he had a shot, Lee? Like genuinely, like. That's I mean, what I said. Right. my dad said. My dad was like, "When was the last time he was in the penalty area? And when was the last time he had a shot?" Well, the worst one again against uh, I was the uh, Northampton game. There was one point when we had the ball, but he was by the halfway line. Yeah, and their defenders were further up the pit, like, and it was like we've got no one in the final third now, no one, and it's like I mean, it's there's, there's, there's I mean, I've I've been I've been trolling for a bit of social media today, and of course, there's there's two there are two sides of the story. The fact is, we played what third and fourth and and not lost, and we lost to Leighton Orient, and that was by the odd goal. So we're clearly competing with that level, which is which is a positive. We didn't really, in my opinion, look like defending on Saturday, apart from Zanev made a really, really good save down the other end. And against Northampton, I don't think... I think they had some chances, but I don't think they were what I'd call goal-scoring chances, really. I mean, so we're obviously doing one end of the pitch really, really well. And I guess we're we're, we're now becoming very, very hard to beat. I mean, the, the fact that we'd barely conceded any goals. But someone was saying that apart from... I think it was a four-game blitz. We've we've only scored twenty-five. We've basically scored no with we, less than a goal a game. If we had lost, I think one nil last night, we would have played some games one same, drawn same, lost the same, and then goal difference is zero. So we are the what you call the epitome of a mid-table team. Yeah, we, you know which, I mean, which, people which, are talking about kind playoffs of are, really. all the time and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't think we've got a chance. I think I think Johnny Jackson realised. I, well, I don't think he realised. I think he got told to change his style. I don't think he's playing a style that he wants to play. I really don't yeah, think he does. I, agree. I think he wants to play the football still. I think he wants to play the three at the back and play it around the back still. But, yeah, that wasn't working. Uh, I think he's building for next season. I really do. I think he's he's looked. Got to give big, big uh, clap out to Pierce because Taylor went and we were like, wow, Taylor's going now. This, how are we going to replace him? Pierce and Paul Cannonball look like solid as a rock. Uh, Gunter's come in and done all right as well. He looked very poor against Orient, and but the last two games, he's I think with minutes and stuff, he's looked better. Uh, and yeah, I think we have kept clean sheets against some of the top teams in the division. Uh, excuse me, we lost what one nil the odd goal against Orient, but yeah, we are keeping clean sheets. Zanev looks like a League Two goalkeeper that we've said before. Yeah, uh, and I think we've found a player in Amani Little, and if the rumours are true that we have an option to sign him in the summer. I think we should be getting that pen out now and getting him to sign that pre-contract agreement. Because I think him being in this team next year in a League Two team would be brilliant for us next season. And that's what I think we're doing. I think we're looking now at who can do it next year in League Two. I think the Yat Janners and people like that will be gone. I think they just stopped at, they were just brought in to cover us for minutes at the moment because we had no yeah. other choice. Yeah, uh, Pearson's a strange one for me. It hasn't made... Yeah, that's really weird. The squad since January transfer window closed. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. Why. I, I'm no. I'm not. And and I, 
I feel like he'd be better than Janna. Oh, mate, he's horrendous, though, isn't he? Who, Janna? I thought he'd done all right against Northampton. I thought he'd put in a lot of work. But it just... It's... For me, he, he looks like a, a huge confidence player who is trying to find his way. And, again, when we bought him, and when, well, when, we, when we, we've obviously loaned him, I, I'm not sure he's... Yeah, like I think I think we've we've basically mild, marginally upgraded from senior potentially, but I, I feel like we're still a, we we we're, we're clearly a forward down. Um, the fact that, that we're playing Hammerdy right wide, he's not. He's not. I was just about to say he's not a wide man though, is he? And it's weird because he's. I feel like like you know he's quick, he's strong, he's very very direct. I just don't see him as a winger. I just. It's, I think it's he's worth it playing against, with Johnny Jack, uh, Johnny Jack, with Josh Davison up front. Them two up front could get a real partnership going. But we keep playing him on the wing because we're playing this 4-2-3-1. But we're going to talk about that later regards to why goals drive up. Yeah, we, we just... Again, like I said, it's frustrating because, like I said, it, it, we, we're just... It's just it's just typically us. Was minute, you shocked club. to see the same... I know uh, Curry come in for Brown for Northampton, but Pierce playing... Two games like that. I was really and surprised. No, that... not seeing Pierre once yet in the last. I'm two surprised games. I haven't seen Pierre, and I thought Macatia on against Carlisle in the last five minutes thought was excellent. He looked strong. He looked lively. And to be honest with you, I generally thought that he'd get he'd, he'd have got a gig over Woodyard. Yeah, I would. I would have dropped Woodyard in, against Northampton. I don't. Yep, I, I'm, I don't I'm exactly think Northampton. Same. He's been overly great. To be fair, Woodyard. Uh, he Marnie looks a bit Lewis. leggy to me. I find, I feel like he's a little bit leggy, and I feel like. He, he's, he, I, I still think he's a more, more than capable <coughs> player, but I think the conversation will be will move towards when we're playing against Hartlepool. How we're gonna, are we gonna actually try and win this game of football? What is this the last? Because the challenge is a lot of people are going, oh well, we've done well, we, you know, we haven't conceded and we've been hard to beat. We played, you know, three of the top four. That's great, but we're now in a position where we, we we've got to win some games. If if and ultimately, to be honest. Even if I'd rather now really, really have a go and lose to Hartlepool 3 2 than it be nil nil. In many yeah. ways, I actually would rather be really play super attacking and, and, and lose than them play what we're doing and getting a draw. I just, it, it's just, it's, it's been a weird, it's a weird couple of games and it's a, and it just, and I felt we definitely were better against Carlisle than at Northampton. The amount of times that we, we made good runs, but people just were not quite in the right position and the right place. Um, so, like I said, I don't feel like we're, we're a bad football side, but I think what's abundantly clear is we were struggling. We were struggling and Johnny Jackson has sort of calmed the waters and we've got a very, very difficult, hard to beat team. But if you're going to go well, up, you've got to win football matches. It's, it's just not, it's not fun to watch. No, and honestly, yesterday was was really bad. Like, it's really not fun to watch. And I just, yeah, sure. I, I fair, fair play to Carlisle. They bought what eleven hundred something. Great, yes, yeah, st- cracking. You know I mean, from Carlisle, I know they would have had a few London-based fans down, but yeah, fair play. Three hundred something Wimbledon fans went up to Northampton on Valentine's Day, so fair play to them as well. I just, yeah, I just think we need to find uh, some kind of way of scoring goals, or at least having shots. That getting the, it's the problem is people. Charlton fans I know said, uh, "That's what you're going to get with Johnny Jackson. It's not, not, it's not nice to watch. It's not fun to watch." Do you know what I mean? But it's, yeah. I'm... I feel like that Billa is a huge miss, and the fact that Curry played down the left and he was kind of finding his way. We, I thought Carlisle, we were, 
we were poor offensively, mainly because we just got Brown who gets it and hits it. He just got no interest to run, and that means that their fullbacks can can get and sit higher because naturally there's no threat. Probably. And I just felt that him and Gunter were really static, and I was like, I'd love one of them to pass and do an overlap, but it just got to the point where I was like, oh, we're not. We're almost trying to get balls in the box, but then no one's in the box. Well, this is what we said at the start of the season, didn't we? When they came in, everything when it went to them, it just stopped. So yeah. our movement went forward, even against Cawley, when we beat Cawley away, everything just stopped and then we passed it backwards and sideways. Yeah, but honestly, it's not the but whole they've game. Got, they've got no legs. But the whole game, Lee, when Curry plays, moves up 15 yards of the pitch. Like the whole game, like but, when you when Brown's got it, we're kind of playing one area, Curry plays it, the game moves higher because the fullback's got to go further back because Curry's running and he's got to keep an eye on him. Whereas Brown, he can just sit on him and the game just sits deep. But that, that's the problem you've got, though, when you've got two old fullbacks coming in there and you want to play that quick going up the wing kind of and I again just, like, I mean I there's no I harm don't... in what they're doing because we're keeping clean sheets but we're not going to win foot matches with Lee Brown playing what's, what's happened to Pell's form as well since all, like just before Orient he was coming into a decent bit of form but then Orient away and then I thought Carlisle again I didn't think he was great again I don't, unless we're just not playing to his strengths we're not giving him the ball we're not playing if you think if you think about the way that we play in many ways we're kind of almost missing him out in terms of we go mm. really long to Davison. Mm. And the reality of it is that Pell's probably the one who needs to be further. In many ways, you might even be better off playing Pell at the top, you know, and playing yeah. Davison just behind. And that Pell, at least Pell's going to win a header and Davison can bomb in behind. Mm. But I think what's abundantly clear is over the last four or five games, we've realised that we're going to need a bit of our attacking play needs a bit of TLC and let's hope it's Hartlepool because if it's, we can't beat Hartlepool then I don't know what the hell we're doing. No, 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 no. All right, we'll move on. Uh, when we come back we'll discuss why have the goals dried up uh, and what we can do or what Johnny Jackson can do to start scoring goals again. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, so we're back and we're going to be discussing why have the goals dried up. Uh, Dan, is it because we've lost a sow? Or is it the fact that we're playing a formation that is very defensive? I know, we, as we said before, regarding the games we just played, we played quite a lot of teams at the top of the league and stuff. But I think the best game we played this year was Leighton Orient at home. We beat them 2-0 and we went after them from the first minute. We attacked them with pace, power. I just don't see we us doing that at the moment. And I don't think it is just losing a sale. I do not get why Janna's playing for us if we're going to try and score goals. Uh, you know what I mean? I know we were not going to replace a sale in the January transfer window. We probably won't, won't even be able to replace him in, in the summer transfer window. But we need to figure out a formation that works for us to get us more attacking. I don't think two defensive midfielders do does that. What's your thoughts? Is it because we lost a sale that we can't score goals now? What One goal in six games is pretty bad. Isn't Lee, it? Lee, it's a complete mirage. All of this is a mirage. We haven't we haven't scored goals all year, mate. Like, literally haven't scored goals all year. I'm looking through the team's goals now. I think in, in in all of our games, we haven't scored three more than once, I don't think. In the, we've got once against Harrogate. I'm going through it now, literally. We've, we played Plymouth in the, in the nonsense trophy. Um, that was three. Yeah. Um, we've had three against Weymouth at home. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah, Weymouth we're talking about. Yeah. Yep. And again, we played Harrogate Town. And apart from that, what else have we got? We played we played Crawley in the Nonsense Trophy, beat them 3-2. 
Apart from that, that's it. Like, literally, we've had, we haven't scored many goals at all, period. And apart from, literally, we had a little bit of a, where we, at the beginning of the season, we scored two, three times in a row. Doncaster, last minute equaliser. Mansfield, 5-2. Beat Crawley, 2-0. But even when we went on our, our sort of run, we, we scored two, one, three, drawn, drawn, two, zero, three, that's a cup, two. We haven't, we've, we've not really been prolific all year. Thing is, as well, Dan, is we were we were uh, scoring goals all over the park as well. It wasn't just Davidson scored, but we were in the south. We was Chislett was scoring goals, free kicks and stuff. He, he yeah. that's kind of dried up from now. He's kind of the player that I thought, like I said, he was when everyone shouted at me. He's kind of drifting out of games, not not taking games by the, the, the scruff of the neck. And when you see people like Little come in, you think bloody hell, that's a player. Do you know what I mean? He's ten times better than Chis. Uh, we're not scoring goals from midfield. And I just think, you know, we were saying about Curry and Biller, but do we really get balls in the box? Do we cross no. balls into the box? We had one do, goal no where a Sal crossed and Pell scored. No one's there. But yeah, even, Josh, even if we do get crosses in, who the bloody hell's in there? Josh Davison's not getting into the box. And I said, I think at Christmas time, I said he'd double his goal tally and get close to 20 goals by the end of the season. What's he on now? Still nine, isn't it? Since Christmas. I, I mean, I said that he wouldn't get the 15. And you laughed at me about that. I did, because he was on fire. Well, I'm just saying, you you laughed at me about that. But he's on nine, is, it, is he on nine? I, I don't know. But to be honest with you, the challenge is, naturally, Ubisoft was a very, very talented footballer, and, and any team is going to struggle when you lose. In my, For me, he was our best player. So if you're losing your best player, you're going to struggle. But the reality of it is, we're not blessed with, with natural goal scorers. We've kind of we've we've had to change the way that we've played. So now we're kind of missing out. And as I said before, at the beginning of the season, Chislett, you've got a Sal. Um, we, we basically had a lot of players who were get, wanting to get the ball down and play, get the ball down and play. When did we get Pell? Did we get Pell last year? We didn't, did we? Summer, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like he, he he came into the side... No, it wasn't the summer because I think the season started and then Pell came because yeah. it took him a couple of games to get going. Um, so I, I kind of just feel like we we were setting up to play some short, sharp football, some really get it down and play. Let's, let's play quick. Let's play exciting. And that's where the majority of our client base is. And now we're at a point where we're playing a lot more longer because we're, we're having to because the defenders can't really play at the back. And we've we've stumbled across a way to be harder to beat. But it's it's just we're not we're not clever enough in attacking thirds. And the problem is when Davison has to go and get the ball, nine times out of ten, Davison chases it into a corner, he's reliant on he's reliant on the winger to get in the box. He's reliant on Woodyard ain't gonna get in the box. He's waiting yeah. for Little to potentially get in the box. He's only got three players to potentially hit. The far the far winger, Pell, and somebody else. And it's we- just we signed Pell in August, twenty fourth, band twenty fourth August. It was fine. So that was it. It was a couple of couple of games in. My thing as well is I said this to someone the other day. I know it's conference South level, but Armani Little scored fifteen goals and got eight assists or something like that. I know it's fifteen goals for for uh, Torquay, playing as a number ten role, but he doesn't look like scoring for us because no. we're playing him as a defensive midfielder. But as I said to you before, do we need two defensive midfielders, especially when we're at home? Even if we're playing the Carlisles, the Orients, and things like that. Do you know what I mean? You, you. I mean, to be honest with you, this season is becoming very, very quickly a dead rubber in terms of 
We're not going to go down. I don't think we're going to go up. And it would be good for me, in my opinion, to to genuinely have gone, okay, we're going to have a go here and change it. But, personally, would you wouldn't play? We, play knew we, weren't gonna, we knew we weren't going to go down in the January transfer window. Once we've no, done the January what... transfer window, we knew we were going to go down. We were trying to get a, an extra striker in to push for the playoffs. Yeah. So why are we... I know we're defensively good, but why are we now not looking and thinking, right, let's play a more attacking style, play a more exciting football? Because if we do lose, I think the fans, I think the fans are actually getting bored now with the way we're playing and the way it's not exciting. We don't have a shot. I'd rather, as you said, go out and see us lose 3-2 than a nil-nil at the moment because we're not going down. So, do you know what I mean? I, just want I mean, to... the, caveat, the caveat to that, Lee, though, is in the last four games, we've played top, third and fourth. I don't care. So there's a, I, oh, I know that. Though. But what, what I mean is, though, there's if you're Johnny Jackson, you'd be sitting there going, we don't want to lose to the top lot because they're good and they're potentially good in terms of it, the league. So he's set up shop to go, do you know what? We're going to be hard to beat. We're going to be compact. We're going to play whatever we play. Whereas now we've we've got a run of games where we should be looking to win. I think we've got tougher games coming up. After no, Hartlepool, not not after not, Hartlepool, not tougher than after Hartlepool. Hartlepool, I think we we should if we don't score against them, then yeah, something's wrong. We've got Gillingham away. Gillingham are going to be one of the best teams in this league. Even next year, Danny Macklin said on the uh, the the thing he did the other day that Gillingham are going for it double next year. So what they did in January, they're going for it double. They're going all out next year. Because Danny Macklin's a Gillingham fan. We should sack him just for that, really. But he he said that, that Gillingham are going for it again next year. So Gillingham's tough. we got Mansfield, who just spanked Carlisle. Do you know what I mean? We've got a tough we've run got, in there. We've got Hartlepool now. Yeah, and then, like you said, we've got Gillingham the following Saturday. Stevenage, Stevenage. midweek Tuesday. Hart, Mansfield. We've still got to play Stevenage twice, I think, haven't we? I don't remember playing we them still, away. No, I think we've got them twice. We've got to play... Swindon, we've got a new manager. Yeah, we've got to play Swindon at ours, 22nd of April. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel I still, I'm still going to stand by what I said, though, in terms of um, I don't think it's, I don't think you can say the next four games are harder than the games that we've had because we've played the best teams in the league. But, it, yeah, but it's going to be... That's only going by the league table. I'm going by form and player signed. Gillingham is probably going to be the toughest game we play from now to the end of the season with the players that we've got and the way they're, they're doing things. Mansfield spanked us at their place. I know we had Gunter sent off early doors, but if we don't, I think we need to start just going right. We're not going down now. We need to look at it and go more of attacking. What would you do formation? Would you change the formation at the moment, Dan, or would you still go the 4-2-3-1? I feel, I feel like we've, we've got to find a way to get more people... In and around the box. Now, the, the the real annoyance is everyone's going to go, oh, bloody hell. But right now, we would have suited a wing-back. We would suit Curry and Billa suit wing-backs, in my opinion, really, really well. They're quick. They're happy to get forward. And I feel like also Chislett being in the middle, being a bit of a roaming player, would have also benefited him. So I, I, I feel like, actually, for the personnel that we've got, and I think the way that Johnny Jackson wanted to play, if I remember rightly, we we were playing three at the back. I think he we would benefit from being a bit more on the front foot. But I don't, I just don't think that's going to happen. But we've got to, we have to somehow find a way, even if we just go four four two. We've got to find a way of getting another player, either near Davison or 
scoring goals because at the moment, I mean, even the goal that we have scored in the last six was a, was an overhit cross and luckily Billock hit it and Pell headed it. We're, we're kind of, mm-hmm. and we haven't really created a huge amount either. It just, yeah, I, 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 whether it's a formation change, I don't know. But we, what we do need to do is find a way of getting people closer together. And I, I, I would be very, very tempted on Saturday to, to either play a, a more narrow three up front at the moment, we sort of play, was it 4-2-3-1? I'd be very, very tempted to play 4-3-3 and play Hamadi one side right high up, playing another person high up with Davison as a three, Pell just behind. Mind you mind, but then it comes what we've had already. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We, we have to find a way because this is, yeah, we we looked toothless. Yeah, and John Jackson's subs are kind of annoying me as well, like because you can use up to five subs, and we're only using three most games. Uh, I, I think our bench is very defensive as well. I don't think it's as exact, attacking. Do you know what I mean? I don't see the point of having, uh, what's his name, Marsh on there at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather have Pearson on there. Uh, if you've got McAteer, McAteer as well, do you know what I mean? You don't need him. If you've got Jack Curry, like against Carlisle, our bench was uh, Broom, Curry, Pierre, Marsh. So that's one, two, three, four defensive players. McAteer can play defensive midfield, right? You know what I mean? You can play whatever. Yeah. And then you've got two attackers in Jenner and Al Hamadi. Do you know what I mean? I, I just don't, I, I think. And then he's bringing on McAteer with five minutes to go in both games when he looks at our most, our best player, well, our most exciting player to come on, who's good on the ball, brave, goes forward with it. I just think we, we need to change it around. I know people are going to slate me for this, but I... I think well, if Billa's injured, I'd, I'd still wouldn't mind to go three-five-two, uh, three at the back with uh, Paul Kay, Pierce, and Pierre, because Pierre's going to give you that height in the box as well. When yeah. we're set pieces, but who would play right and left though? Well, left Curry, and then right would have been Billa, but Billa's out for about six weeks, I think. Right. So, so you're gonna have to have, who are you going to play? Jai you have to have Gunter, or you could play Jaisimi. He played Jaisimi for uh, for Charlton as a wing back, but then Jaisimi don't look fit, does he? No, he doesn't look fit in the two games I've seen him play. He hasn't looked fit at all. The uh, other thing which is becoming startling, and again, there must be more to it, is the whole Zach Robinson thing. That's becoming well, scored, more and more. Did you see he scored again yeah. on Saturday? But uh, and again, and I kind assisted. of. I, I don't. I, I don't. I can't remember. They did when. like him. that was why. No, well, there must be it because obviously, if they because obviously when um, NYC went back, we were. I was like, well, we need a centre forward, and Hamadi's kind of currently playing wide. So now, almost now, Davison's back to being the only forward because if they can play Hamadi wide, now I know Hamadi can probably play in the middle, but not not keeping Zach Robinson around, I think, is a bit of a uh, is another it's, faux pas. It's a mad one for me when we sign what four wingers in January and we we put a striker back out on loan. Do you think Jenna? I'd rather have Zach Robinson in our squad than Jenna. hundred percent. I'd rather. And ultimately, have if Robinson, you had Pearson. If you had Pearson, Pearson was fit, if you had Pearson and he was fit, then Jana isn't signed, is he? Really? But I'd Jana, have... Jana was the first one to come in, there, wasn't he? He, he presume yeah. he was the the one that we can get over the line and we'll recover our costs. And then we'll I'd see rather where we have go. Robinson than Pearson. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So it, the thing is, there was rumours going around that the you know the, the sleep out the thing yeah. he did with the uh, Don's local action group that Terry's given and said that it doesn't that they don't like him. His attitude's not right for what they want. And you can kind of see that now. And the fact that they're both, he's gone now. He went to, he signed a new deal and went. 
and then he's come back and we literally what had him for a week and then he went straight back up there. So I think that's him done now, Zach Robinson in a Wimbledon shirt. I don't think we'll see him again, which is a shame because I think there's a player there. I think he can score goals, which I know people are going to say oh, it's the championship and the Scottish championship is not great, but... No, it's not great, but you score goals, don't you? He's and strong. ultimately... He's quick. There's we, no we doubt, need, in my opinion. We, need, we, uh, we said this last week. We need to find a way of getting two up front. And that's yes. got to be Hamadi and uh, Josh Davison. And then after that, I don't know what he's going to do. But you need to find two. You've got to have two up front. Uh, I agree. I, I, I don't I don't see any way round. Um, in my opinion, we've got to find a way of getting, whether he starts with two up front or whether he has someone closer to Davison. I don't care what the solution is, but we've got to find a way of, of Saturday getting more people in the box and being more aggressive with our play. And personally... The other person I would be I would be resting on Saturday would be Woodyard. I'd be very tempted to to rest Pierre to rest Callum by your Pierce as well. I'd be very very tempted. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. just having a bit of a. So, so Lee's basically lost the plot with his laptop. But yeah, so I I think I'd be very very tempted with with giving Pierre a gig. I'd be very very tempted with um with making sure that we can we can support. Our players better. Pearson comes back on the bench. Marsh can have a breather, or or the keeper. I mean, sod it, just get rid of the keeper and get just right. just we, we we've we've got to find a way of being more aggressive. And I, like I said, I think we've got to on Saturday get a win. Like for, forget playoffs, forget anything else. Just for, for a bit of morale and for <coughs> let's get stuck in. We need we need we need some goals on Saturday. We need something exciting to happen, mate. That's what we need on Saturday. So, right, we'll we'll push on, uh, and when we come back, we'll discuss Plough Lane and how the atmosphere can be improved. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing Plough Lane and the atmosphere at Plough Lane. So I wasn't at the Carlisle game, but I heard it was a bit flat. I heard there was a, a lot of people getting into the South Movers stand that maybe shouldn't be there and stuff. A lot of people that don't sing and stuff or people that want to stand. I don't know. I don't, I, as I said before, we sit in the East stand where we try and make an atmosphere and we try and do it a little bit uh, in there and get people up and singing. And it's right near the away end. So you can have a bit of banter with them. Dan, you, you are in the South Movers, aren't you? What, cool. what, how, do, how do you find it in there? <clears throat> I, th- I think that, well, to be blunt, the last game I thought was a little bit flat. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I was with actually a couple of my mate, a couple of my best mate Nick. He's had a couple of his university mates who came down, and they were, they were like, "What's what, what's going on?" Like it, it, they weren't particularly, I don't think, in, in the game or infused on it. The game didn't really help either. The problem we're having at the moment is in that south stand. It's quite aggressive in terms of getting into the ground, like. It's a proper full body search, like proper, yeah. like grab everything. And then you have to show your ticket just to get up to the seat, which I don't really understand why. Like, I think that's to stop people coming into the South Movers and not meant to be there. So there, people that couldn't get tickets in the South Movers get tickets in the East Stand and then just go in the South Movers anyway. But what's the problem with that, though? Because it's not an old school terrace, is it? You're meant to have your one seat. So you've sold a seat and that's the seat you sit. If it was an old school terrace and there was no seats in there, I think it's kind of you fine. Really like it. okay. Because it's well, seated that's... and it's one of them safe standing yeah. ones. I well, think it was quite aggressive in terms of 
<laughs> in my in my dad's own, own words, he was like, the way that they look at you, he was like, the way that the like the guy the guys on the door were looking at him, he was like, it's almost like he my dad's going to be carrying a machete. In. He was like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. He's got like a packet of M Ms in his pocket, and he's getting a proper sort of dusting down. Um, but no, it, it is a little bit quiet. I've I've noticed in the last two or three games that the atmosphere has been a bit under par. I'm slightly to the right of the goal. The main block is the block to the left, who we are almost directly just to the left of the goal. They're much more vociferous is the right word, I guess. They're a lot more, much more louder, much more like in your face, but a slightly different crowd to the one I normally know. <laughs> um, so I guess it is always going to be a TV issue when you have these new grounds is working out where you're not your ultras, but where you're like you said, you're singing, your singers are. And if, if they become too interspersed out, what can happen is either either they bring people with them or you lose them altogether. And where we are, there's a number of the old boy guys who are quite happy to chant, but it's just not as... I mean, like I said, normally on a Saturday, I would chant quite a lot. I don't think I chanted once on Saturday. Why is which that? Is, which is... Why? Which is I, just, I, I just... People are going to be screaming at the whatever they're listening to, the radio, whatever they're listening on, saying, to be fair, the players have got... You know what I mean? We've already spoken about how... It's not exciting at the moment to watch how we're playing. It's not great. So you need something on the pitch to, to get people going. Yes. To get to get people up and, do you know what I mean, singing a lot more. But as I said to you before this as well, if you go to a lot of home games, a lot of them, like I've been up to Carlisle and stuff, and you don't really hear them singing. It's quite quiet. Or you go, some other than the massive teams that have got like big followings, you go to Orin and it was full on singing. It was quite loud singing all day. I think, I, I think the other home thing games, as well, people meet up, they chat, they haven't seen each other for a week or so or two. And But, but I, I mean? think there's also, Lee, on that, you know, we do have quite a high number of different people coming in to that area each mm. week. Like So it's not like, you know, when we're behind the goal at, Kings Meadow, like that was a season ticket holders. They were there. That was it, and they were almost like to a man. You know exactly where people were standing. Whereas it, at sort of Plough Lane, next to me and 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 down, uh, there's like a community, a, a group who are kind of a newish group that I sort of stand with. But in terms of in terms of newer fans, is there is a lot more of a newer fan, and it I do feel like it is a slightly different vibe of a stadium. Like I always thought, Kings Meadow was 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 a crap stadium. It's but from Ready, wasn't it? It's a bit that that that's exactly what I was going to say. Kind of football stadium. If it was a pub, it would be literally the place yeah. with the old man's in the corner playing the piano and everyone's there playing darts and all sorts. Well, of Wimbledon, we've tried to do it right with our own pub. We try to do it with the the, the fans. Over we, do, we do. We do. I mean, doing... I, I this is sorry, Dan. To no, on, I, I don't agree with selling pizza at football. I don't. Know, I have had one, but. If you're going to sit there with a pizza watching a game, you're not going to be cheering and singing, are you? Because you've got your pizza in your lap. We've we've made so, Plough I mean, Lane incredibly attractive to the new fan. Yes. But for the old fan, the older school fan who is a Wimbledon fan who's been through and through, for me, it we've watered down that. We have watered do down the, the 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 football aspect and the fact of the wokeism. Yeah. The complete farce on Saturday about beers. I mean, it's it's like the difficulty is to to get a beer and to and to just and and also by the way, the other challenge is is because there's so much going on outside the ground and outside the actual seating, no one takes their seats till bang on kickoff because you've got the pub and you've got this and you've got that. You there's so much to do well, we, that no one's getting in the ground until five two. 
Well, I said to you, because Danny Matlin said, make sure that people get in as early as possible. But but I won't, I am, I'm never going to do that now because I'm, I, I don't go to the ground before the game because I want to drink in the pub and I go straight to my seat now because I'm never going to get a drink inside the ground because yeah. it's ridiculous. And a lot of people are leaving now 15 minutes before the end of the game or the first half, sorry, to go and queue up to get a beer because it takes so long to get a beer. Uh, it didn't help that we had the power surge that went out on Saturday, so no one could get yeah. a beer again. Uh, that's unfortunate. That's one of the things you can't control that kind of thing. But I think we need to control the fact, as you said, the wokeism, the fact that we've been told what sings we can't, what songs we can't sing, and stuff like that. Which I don't find them the songs that we've mentioned before sexist or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's football at the end of the day. What we're we going to do, as we said earlier, we're not going to sing the referee's a bastard or who's. No, the but the, I think black. I think what the challenge is with someone like Danny Macklin and other people, and I respect them massively for what they're trying to do, is they're trying to make Wimbledon. And I have the same conversation a lot with cricket, and I have the same conversation a lot with other sports. Is that they're they're trying so hard to embrace newness, new fans, new money, new culture, but they've completely forgotten the actual cornerstone, the the platform, the foundation of what mm. of what going to football is. And I feel like, if I'm honest, at times I feel like <coughs> it's it's almost like a Disney version if that makes sense. It's like Wimbledon, watching Wimbledon was quite, and I love it. And I'd, I'll always go and watch Wimbledon, but the, the fan experience is definitely not where, for me, where the, the way I have, when I normally watch Wimbledon, I'm not feeling the same emotion as I have done. I agree. And there's a few things that need to be improved. A lot of things that people I see, I don't, it doesn't affect me at all. But one of them is the, the light, of the advertising boards, they're really bright, so people then yeah. lose the ball and can't watch the game, uh, and that must get people, do you know what I mean, not feeling great at watching it, so they're not going to sing or dance and stuff. Also, the PA is apparently really, really loud. I don't, again, it doesn't affect me, so I don't. I've really barely heard it. it in the last three games but because a lot of the, people the... are saying it's if you're under one, if you're near one of the speakers, are saying it's really loud. But okay, uh, stuff like that. Also, but Danny Macklin said the other day as well that he's looking at. Uh, Songs now that chart songs like after goals and stuff like that. You know what I mean? To get people, boom, we score and there's a song come up and everyone's buzzing, which I'm not overly great idea that I don't think you need to kind of put that kind of stuff in. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of false like, atmosphere. Kind I of used thing. to hate it. I can't remember the ground when they used to do the... Do, 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 Palace used to do, 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 do all the time, didn't they? No, they used to do glad all over, didn't they? Yeah, when they score and then they go oh, and, and then they put a goal scorer up and then they go, who is it? Like, say, for example, Jack Grealish, they'll go, Jack! And then the fans will go, Grealish! And it's like, it's all false. Like I said to you earlier as well, I'm not one for ultras in the UK. As I said, I go, I'm going to Italy in March and going to watch Atalanta and I'm going to watch Inter Milan, going to Germany a month after to watch German football. And it's all ultras. You have someone down at the front with a microphone. They have a little area. But... It's weird in them kind of countries because a lot of them don't care about watching the game. They care about just standing there. They've got flags going, so you can't even see the game anyway. It's about atmosphere. There's two sections. Would it be worth putting in the South Mover stand a, a whole section of just people that wanted to sing, wanted to stand, wanting to sing, don't really care if they're missing a bit of the game because they're starting an atmosphere, getting everyone going? Not, I don't want to say like the Palace Ultras because I think they're a bunch of... like. I they think. are in particular. They've been unpleasant. I mean, the yeah, one thing I would I, say is that... Do you know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of... Sec just a section. And you're going in that section knowing you might not be able to see a minute of the game, but you're there to sing. You're there to get an atmosphere going. Because another thing Danny Macklin mentioned was uh, they're, they're talking about having their massive flags down at the front. The big flags, you know, like Bolton do. 
So, and I'm again, I'm not a big fan of that because I just think it's false kind of atmosphere. We need the fans to get. If I'm really on, I need the players on the pitch to get everyone going. I don't want to get too over the top of this, but do you know what they really need to do? Just get your just get your bread and butter sorted, mate. Don't worry about the flags. Just make sure the beers are sorted out. Make sure people can get in the ground not having to wait 20 minutes in a queue, sort out the booze, sort out your tannoy. Don't worry about poxy flag. Like, no, do and, your again, do I the don't bread know and how, butter right. How get it all sorted out. The road this is. No, but what, what I mean is, forget, forget it. Just get, just get the bread and butter. Get it sorted out. His job is to make sure that we can get in the ground and we can spend our money in the ground. Don't worry about flags. Don't worry about ultras. Don't worry about anything else. Just get people in the ground quickly and make sure there's plenty of opportunities for them to spend their booze. Once that's sorted, the atmosphere will be fine. Mm. On, and again, I'm not I'm not saying that this whole season's been rubbish. The late and orange atmosphere was superb. Same with, um, what was the other game I was talking about? I thought the Harrogate game when Davison scored, that was a really, really good one. Late and orange was good. Um, Stockport was good, but again, though, that was because the, the way that Stockport came with a bit of energy and they were barging and crashing, it was a proper sort of sort of guts and thunder type. So thing. what you're, you're saying is get the basics right off the pitch, hundred percent. And what we said earlier about not scoring and having an exciting team on the pitch, not even like an exciting team, but one that's going to have a shot of goal maybe, and maybe like go in and do a tackle instead of feigning the injury or doing a bit of shit as when it's not needed, and them two linked together. Means that the fans then are then excited to watch a game of football, and do you know what I mean? Because as well, you said, put this, I mean, put this way, right? We're watering it down for the new fan, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is not." Oh, if well you done, went on and... Saturday, why would you go back? Why would you go back on Saturday? The football was terrible in terms of both sides. It was pretty, pretty poor. You couldn't get a drink at half time because they had a power surge. The the music was barely playing at any sort of point. It's getting into the ground. You you, you got you've basically been touched up in every every which way but loose. You then had to show your ticket every two minutes as a, as an as a spectacle. Like the the two guys who came to watch the game with us, they ain't coming back. There's no way on earth they are gonna out of on on their right mind go. I'm gonna come back. But my brother, for instance, he, bless him, he was he's been listening in Australia. He basically said to me, he was like, the game at Gillingham was the best I've been to, best Wimbledon game and best experience he he can remember. He was like, it was just excellent. The whole place was buzzing. People were jumping. So when Plough Lane is good, Plough Lane is phenomenal. But yeah, I, not... I personally haven't seen it enough. And I do wonder whether that's the style of football. I do wonder whether it's the result. I do wonder whether it's the personnel. I don't know. But at the moment, it's easy to link him all in together. And it is amazing once you win a few games, how the world changes. But look, the last game in particular was a game of football, which I went to. And I very rarely would, I was like, well, that that was just a, a non-event from start to finish. One of, one of my mates said that about uh, a stop when we beat Stockport at home. I think that, again, they come with a bit of, do you know what I mean? Shit as with themselves. It was a good game of football to watch. Could have gone either way and we won it. And one of my mates said, when plough lanes like that, we, you think, wow, this is good. It's spot yeah. on. Do you know what I mean? We've built something amazing. We have built something amazing anyway. But Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, but, we are sort of talking about it, making it, something this better. Is saying about... this, yeah, we, this is what I mean. These are all ideas to think what can we do and what the club can do to make it better uh, and, and, and make it better for the new fans. But also, as you said, it's it's not it's, it's being watered down so much now that an older fan like me and you are like, 
oh, this is uh, it's a bit of a chore to go watch home games now because one, the football shit is boring to watch, but two, as you said, I don't. I, I, one thing I hate about football, right? And this is a massive. I know people say you hate everything about football, Lee. So what, what are you moaning about? Do you know what I mean? But one thing I hate about football is being treated like criminals. A lot. We get treated like football fans get treated like criminals. Even though most people that will go for it have never thrown a punch in their life, we get treated like some of the scummiest people on earth. And that's what when you go to Plough Lane, you're at home. And you're, as you said, you're getting patted down. All you've got is a pack of MMs on you. You've got a bottle of water and you're getting that taken off you in case there might be vodka in it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. I've got two kids with me. And what? Like, I just want to go to in. Do... I want to get myself a pint. I want to get myself a, a not, some chips or something at a reasonable price. So I think the food's overpriced as well. But people say the area you're in, you, you should yeah. be paying in prices. But I want to, yeah, reasonably priced food. And then I want to watch a good game of football, have a sing have a chant, have a bit of banter with the away team and then go home again. But we are treated, football fans are treated in general like the worst scum on the earth. And unfortunately, football is is reinventing itself that, for sorry, a, a whole new market. That that ain't just at Wimbledon. I've seen no, it. No, 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 no. At other I, clubs I, as I, well. I, where and like I said, with... unfortunately, the football and, and society, if you like, is reinventing itself in terms of wokeism, in terms of the Me Too movement, in terms of the George Floyd stuff and Black Lives Matter and well, all these political veganism things. It's becoming, now is massive, it's becoming like plant-based it's be- food all the time. It's becoming quite political and it's annoying because many people go and by the way I'm 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 supportive and you know of all different different things and whatever people want to do is up to them. But I just football was a place to get away from all that for me. Football was a place to go and get away and be with your mate and you'd go and I'm I'm not a big swearer or shout at the ref or anything like that. I'm just more pro us. But it was a place. My mate's a real wolf fan, and he's not an agro merchant. But he said, this is my 90 minutes where I can just get away from the world. I can have a bit of a shout and a bit of, oh, for God's sake. And you just, it, then you, you go yeah. home and it's like, it's done. And it just, oh. I feel like, I feel like we're, we're trying to, people in general but i feel that we're trying to create something for everybody and I, I feel like what we need to do is just make sure the experience of getting in the ground is good make sure the prices are okay make sure food is available and then the and again a classic example on the saturday they were talking about you going before you go in they're talking about pyrotechnics we should be sending something over to, to the women and going please can you sort the like can you sort the tunnels I, out i we're didn't talking, get every week there's a mo- thing because it was an orient a, fan I know it happened at Plough Lane, but it wasn't a woman who found it, did it? It's like, stop bitching about it. Just sort your own stuff out. Just get but, the ground sorted. But then it wasn't even a woman who found it. It was an Orient fan who had it. It's just the nonsense. And like, we already why... had the Saturn stuff brought up. And why Orient would you do that? An Orient fan has been banned for it. That, just get the ground Orient, sorted, let Orient, let, Orient, let Orient deal with that. That's their thing. It happened at Plough Lane, but that was dealt with. Do you know what I mean? Bosh, why that that happened at Plough Lane, so that should be on the stewards and actually on the club to go. Well, where did that get in? Not telling fans not to bring them because we don't. We bought them As once, said, it, sat it, away. We've just, never it's seen the, pyrotechnics at home, really. It's just, and the, I, I'm it's also, just softly, I'm also, I'm not hundred. I know people go, oh yeah, pyrotechnics bad. If you have got asthma, blood. I'm not against pyrotechnics. As I said, I go watch football across the world, and I think they're fucking brilliant when you watch them. I went to a game, as I said, to Police versus Ostrov. It was no one got hurt. There was no smoke. It was just normal kind of. It but was, again, yeah, though, it's catering. Are, but... It's cater again. Though people go, oh, I've got asthma. You're catering. For an eighty, and I, you know, you've got eighty thousand people in a stadium. You're catering because two guys have got a, I've got a slight allergy to. to I mean, it's it's ridiculous. No, you can't keep catering for every single person. There's no one does anything. You just 
get get make it easy to get food make it easy to buy a drink make it easy to get into the ground and out of the ground and make it an attractive proposition hopefully the football team play well or not but get the basics done like i said I'm, they I'm missed with, out on a lot of money on saturday I'm and it's just you. it's frustrating i'm with you and i listen to sport quite a lot and uh, simon jordan as much as he's a bit of a palace prick uh, he does get some things right. And I have to agree with him about football should be just for football. You should yes. take out all the causes. Do you know what I mean? Because what cause is bigger than the other? Do you know what I mean? So do we do Black Lives Matter one? Do you know what I mean? What cause? No, and you have people just going, go and play the game of football, This cause mate. is more important. This cause is more important. Politics, all that should be taken out of football, should be just about football. And, and that's what people go for. Because it's it really, all... if, there is a call, if there is a cause, it should be a local one. This should be, let's get well, back that's... to the community. It shouldn't be about Black Lives Matter. It shouldn't be about women's rights. It should be in Merton, there is this charity and they need Those local help. We're going to support 100%. Like the, it should the, be the Wimbledon after. Foundation. It should be about the community that you're in and looking after that community. And there is, there is people out there who will go, yeah, you know what, but that these different political movements and stuff are reporting to the fans in the ground. And if it is, then I respect that. But, but that's I what, just, for me, what, it should Dan, be Wimbledon is about Wimbledon and looking after people in our community, regardless of their background, supporting those people rather Dan, than making it into some political... That's, that's what it. football's all about, though. Like, against Orient, I was giving uh, Archibald a lot of stick. Not swearing at him, not, not to be any racist or homophobic language was used. I was just calling him a little rat and calling him like a mug or a melt and stuff like that because he was being a bit of a scumbag. Do you know what I mean? So trying to get in his head because if you get in his head, he might get himself sent off. Loads of fans around me were loving it, talking to me. I didn't have a clue who their political party they voted for. I didn't have a clue if they believed in Brexit or not. I don't care. They didn't. Do you know what I mean? We all had the one common goal and that was to get Wimbledon a win. Wimbledon to win 1-0 get a bit of an atmosphere going. And I think that's what football's about. You stand with people that you don't have a clue what their lives are like normally. Do you know what I mean? They could be going through hell. They could be having the best time of their lives, but they're there to watch football. They're there to have 90 minutes, have a drink. If they don't drink, then they've got a nice, good soft drink to have. They get a bit of food. They meet mates. They meet people, new people, they have a laugh and they go home again. And it takes 90 minutes, takes it away from them, especially with all the mental health stuff. We're talking about, uh, causes and stuff like that especially with mental health football's there to let people have that 90 minute off of their wife their kids their jobs or everything just to go or their husbands and stuff like that let's be particularly correct and we're there to have 90 minutes off to enjoy a game of football and have a laugh and yeah I think the atmosphere as you said get it right get it right off the pitch with the basics get people in get them fed get them drunk and then just start good, there mate get just, a good just product. do it Get a good product on the pitch and then everything else comes. If you want to sell the ground out, make it affordable, get some good players and make sure that everyone can get access to the shop, have a drink and have a burger and the rest of it will sort itself out. Don't yeah. you worry. It will be fine. And the ground is great. And the, the, I'm sure a lot of the atmosphere has been due to the fact that we've played some pretty negative football and it's been difficult to kind of ignite and get excited about. Um, We'll we'll get there, I'm sure. But yeah, I'd love I'd I would love to get back to the point where football Wimbledon was about Wimbledon, and we got really buzzing about the game, and we played some exciting stuff to get the crowd right into it. That would be fantastic. But that'll happen on Saturday, I'm sure. No, good. All right, we'll we'll move on, and when we come back, we'll do the final part of the episode, and that will be previewing Hartlepool at home. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans.
We're back for the final part of today's episode, and it's going to be the previewing of the Hartlepool game. So a massive game, Danny, coming up. Uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit, really, to be fair, during the episode regarding we, we'd like it to be a bit exciting on Saturday, a big atmosphere. I don't think Hartlepool are going to bring too many fans down because they're not in great form. Gutted it's not their last away game because they always dress up. And Do they? Always, have you not heard Hartlepool? No. They always dress up as the same. They have a fancy dress, but it's the one thing. So they went to Smurfs or Plymouth. Okay, well, and everyone goes. Yeah, and everyone dresses up. So they took about a thousand fans down to Plymouth last away game of the season, and there's a thousand Smurfs going. From I wonder Boston. who decides that. That'd be an yeah. awesome job, wouldn't it? Like, and, right? And they don't. Okay, the committee like... have decided. Yeah, going, I, as, going as minions. Right. I, I I hate fancy dress. I think it's a joke, really. I, I've on a stag do it's all right, but yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of karaoke either. But that's for another so, day. But, oh. uh, yeah, I'm a right miserable bastard, really. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, cheer up, mate. But. Uh, yeah, I would. Would you think? What do you expect? Are you expecting goals? I'm expecting a change, definitely. I'm expecting a few players. I've, I'm not sure whether someone like PS is going to be okay to play three games in a week. Although, who knows? So I, I, I'm I'm expecting Pierre to get a game. Who for? Whether it's for Kalambai or whether it's for Pierce, I'm I don't know. But I'm expecting Pierre to get a game. I'm expecting McAteer to start, ideally for Woodyard. And I'm expecting, um, I'm, I'm, exp- I'm hoping he won't drop we, Woodyard. You don't think he will? No, there's no way. But I'm hoping that he definitely plays McAteer. Um, I think whether Pell would get back in, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm what I am in terms of personnel will be personnel, and we can with conjecture that the fact is we've got to be more aggressive. And that's what we're going to have to do on Saturday. We're going to have to be a bit more aggressive, be a bit more direct, and really, really have a go at this lot. And like I said, if we don't score twice, I'm going to be frustrated. My only, my only worry with Hartlepool is their uh, big striker, Unora, the guy they got from Wilston that everyone's trying to sign in January. He's a big worry of mine. He's a decent striker, to be fair. Big, strong, fast, so he could be a worry. But I, I hope we change the formation. I hope we don't go with one, uh, two defensive midfielders. We go one. Uh, and yeah, we got to get after them. I just sent you a picture. So Hartlepool, they've gone as uh, Smurfs. They've gone oh, yeah, as yeah, yeah. Stormtroopers. They've gone as Penguins. Uh, where's Wally? And I mean, like they take five hundred, a thousand. They all have to dress up. But yeah, it's quite funny. But uh, yeah, I I hope I, I hope we see McAteer. I hope we see Pierre. Uh, yeah, and I hope we go uh, two up. Excuse me, two up front with. Uh, Ali and Josh, and try and incorporate them to up front, like we said on the episode before. But we have to get after Hartlepool. They're, they're down there for a reason. I know they're going to be fighting for their lives. Uh, draw's probably no good for them. So it should make for a good game. Hopefully, it will make for a good atmosphere. Hopefully, there won't be no more power surges so people can get beers at halftime. And hopefully, people will be able to get in the ground. Without... I mean, at this point, I'm going to I'm gonna basically say that on the last pod, was it last pod? I literally spoke about the Leighton Orient game, exactly what happened. I called oh, it. I called oh, the score. I called it's... what happened. I called the lot. So we're in, Orient. we were coming up to the middle of February and you've yeah. called one game correct this year. Well, I, well, I mean, I've called many more, but I'm just saying that the, the Leighton yeah. Orient game, someone brought to my attention that I called it perfectly. One of your fans, yeah? Many, one of many, mate, yeah? So the missus pulled you up on it, yeah? Yeah, she said, it's the only, only fan you've got. But yeah, no... Yeah. I don't think you did, but how did well, you I did. call it? I said I said that we'd lose one nil. I said it'd be it'll be literally one of them games where we we have a chance and don't take it, which was exactly what happened, and they did. So um, and I'm saying Hartley, probably we're going to win three nil. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I'm going. I'm going absolutely going for it. And Armani Little <laughs> is going to score from outside the box. Two there you one. go. That's it. Two, two one. Two one Wimbledon. Oh, you're worried about this Umera bloke that no one's heard of. We're going to go one nil. They're going to okay. score. It's going to be okay. very frustrating. It's going to be very boring. People are going to get annoyed, and then we'll score last ten minutes to win the game, and then that's it. See it out. Oh, lovely. And is there going to be another power surge? Do you think that everyone's going to be able to buy a beer? The only power surge is going to be on the pitch. Oh, that's what I want to see. But He's no, back. I don't think, I don't think there'll be a, another power surge. I hope Danny's got that sorted. People might be able to have a drink. Uh, yeah, are you wearing, what's that? You wearing the uh, Baker polo? The Baker, Baker drummer? Yeah, I'm wearing, the, I'm wearing my Finch polo. Oh, yeah. this is you can, If you want Baker hoodies, Finch polos in the club shop from Matt Haylock, get them in. Good man, Matt. I was and, devastated and, they went on sale though. It's a nice hat. I, like I wanted it. I wanted it full retail price, but they, they put it into the sale, which was devastating. Oh, mine mine ain't in the sale. Mine are in full price still. Are they? Yeah, well. And I'm if still, anyone, if I'm anyone wants, morning. Uh, me and Danny can sign any polos or jumpers that you want. Yeah, to, yeah. Or, you know, possible. just come on a game, get a selfie if you like. Yeah. It's no, no uh, dramas. Yeah, 2-1. And yeah, I think it's good. I'm be... hoping, yeah, I'm just hoping that. I, I guess it's a weird phenomenon. not a weird ph- phenomenon, but. Over the last sort of decade, we've had very few years like this where it's been relatively shit. It's almost dead rubber. From no, we've had shit, but it's been shit. But there's all, every game there's something on it. It's a burning passion. Oh, dead rubber. We need to mean, win. Yeah. Whereas this, from now on, if we don't, unless we go on a mad played six one six, where we are, where we're going to finish. You know what we got, Dan? The rest of the season's a free hit. Yeah, it's hundred percent. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not going to get relegated at all no so that's all, why i all... want to see us go for it now against, yeah, these well, I agree. And against I... the best teams in the league go but for it, it but again this is why it's hard though when you've got we're, like a manager who we're not going down we won't right. win the league we won't win the cup we're yeah. not very good in fact we're mad we are the one balls we're mad we're bad. <laughs> we're bad but uh we need to be going for it and then looking at thinking right Armani little's going to come in next season that's good wood job we've got a good someone said the other day we've got a good spine zanev uh paul Callumby, pierce Pierre, if we can get him in, Woodyard, Amani Little, Pell. then you've got Pell Davison. It's a good spine, you know what I mean. We just yep. need to add to it now. And if you think and about I... fullbacks, we're, 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 if we can we keep hold of the players, we'll Curry's be... gone in the summer. Yeah, Curry will go in the summer. Biller so will go in the January. And so we're but... going to need to find Biller, a way. Biller will never go. Biller will never go. <laughs> He's definitely going to go. He ain't because look at this. His injury. His injury record's really bad. Is yeah, but someone is going to take a punt on him. They won't. No, not no. I don't think. So, so he's never leaving Wimbledon. No, because his injury record is too. His injury record. He won't pass medicals. His injury record's too bad. So he's not going anywhere. Wow. We've got him for Bold life. statement. Oh, all right, we'll take be, that. He'll be doing a testimonial before we know it. Uh, but I'd like to see us go through it on Saturday. Really get after him, and uh, for the rest of the season, there, I really do. I really want to see two up front. That's why we bought uh, Ali's not a winger, and if we bought him in as a winger, we bought the wrong player. Because he's not a winger. So go for it on 2 1. We'll get three points. Won't be good. Debrief is back on Sunday. Oh, that is great to hear. I'm just putting it out there just in case anyone wants to do something else on a Sunday, like they tried to do this Sunday. But no, the debrief's back. Uh, best debrief debrief's are back. Debrief's are back. Debrief's back. We'll talk about all things Wimbledon. Again, big shout out to our sponsors, Seasons Master, Gary Fletcher and the boys down there. Uh, Bifold Doors and Secondary Glazing. Uh, we put all their stuff on our graphics, so hit them up if you want anything. Good lads. They sponsored the game on... Uh... Yeah, I saw. Yeah, well done to them. Yeah, I'm sure they got beer in the uh, thing. Yeah. No comment. 
Nah, mate. Fair play. To be fair, someone said to me, "Fair play. If they pay that amount of money, you should be able to have beer no matter what." Definitely too right. Which, too right. But the common man, all woman, political correct. Uh, can't get it. So I'm but, loving this new political correct version of you. I'm not very political correct, mate. Anyway, <laughs> right, Danny. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. It's uh, always a pleasure, though. You know that. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, been good. Uh, thanks very much, Danny. Come on, you dons. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. Buy the fans for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.